everyone. I'm so excited to be back here with Daniel Ramsey. He and I are going to be talking about building your business through leverage, team building, business building, whatever industry you might be in. And we're going to continue to bring some uh, LinkedIn live sessions uh, for you guys every couple of weeks. We enjoy talking together, have a lot in common in our business growth and also uh, recommend one another's businesses often. So we thought what a cool way to just get different perspectives and experiences together and bring you some live conversation here on LinkedIn. So I'm glad to be back with you after a long weekend, Daniel. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. We were talking before this live and we're going to kind of break this up. If you're listening, uh, we're definitely going to go di dive deep on the mindset and how to do it. But we're going to start off by just like the I, the we and the they. Carrie, explain that for the audience real quick. Yeah. So as a business, um, you know, owner or someone that's getting into business for yourself or maybe you've been in business for a long time, you can relate to this. At first, you do have to do all the things. And I think that's why it's difficult because you start a business and you're like, okay, I got to do it all. I'm going to wear all the hats. I'm going to dive in. I'm going to have the grit and the determination because it's just me. And so we get really stuck in this mindset of I do it. And then we get into a habit of I do it. Then we gain competence, which leads to confidence in I do it. Then we start getting a little bit controlling and because we're nervous now to let somebody else do it. But in order to actually build a business, you can't, I can't do it all. It's not possible, nor would we want to. That would be very fun if we really admit to it. Uh, so we need to go through this process of then we do it, meaning, you know, you as the business owner still do it, but you need to have other people surrounding you that do some of the things and you need to get more clear on what you should be doing, what you should be spending your time and focus on, because clearly some things you're going to be more suited to do, and you're going to be able to move the needle forward um, better in some ways. And then ultimately, the most difficult place, I think, for business owners, and I know in coaching many and doing this myself, is getting from we do it to they do it, meaning you no longer have a job. You now are um, you know, having people who are building your business, and you do, no, you do not do any of the in-the-business activities anymore. And that's really scary because you know, um, as a business owner, you watch that and you'll see people who will start to fail forward and make mistakes. And you know, you can jump in and you can save it and you can do this. But if you do that, you'll never, ever get away from the doing the business. You're never going to fully get out of it, nor will you give those people in your world the opportunity to fail forward and grow and become the person they need to become to be able to do it in lieu of you. And so it's very painful. It's one of the most painful parts, I think, of build, business building processes going from we to they. But I would venture to guess that oftentimes when you're new in business building, it is really hard to go from even I to we. So let's talk a little bit more about that process. Well, I'm, my favorite story is um, I went to Chicago with a bunch of clients at one point, and um, there's like eight of us, and we're floor side at a basketball game, and it just kind of struck me because I'm thinking about my clients, their business, and what they're doing, and they're all growing and scaling businesses, and I looked up at the basketball players, and I'm like, whoa, they're giants, right, mm -hmm. and that analogy in the eye space really is good. I mean, as an entrepreneur, you know everything about your business. You've learned, you've got, you've got a coach maybe, you've gone to trainings before. And the moment you hire somebody, now you're bringing an untrained, uncoached, somebody without an industry experience maybe mm -hmm. onto the team and you realize, well, why can't they do it like I can? And mm -hmm. you forget that there's this you know, this innate ability and in being an entrepreneur that you just didn't realize that you had. And, and I personally, I'm like, doesn't everybody think like that? I'm like, no, nobody thinks like that. So I always help entrepreneurs understand, look, when you go to a basketball game, those players are like you, they, they, they are ultra 
Um, they're huge, they're big, they're talented. They've spent hundreds and not thousands of hours training and yeah. practicing and that's you. And the spectators are the person that you just hired. And so mm. you've got to remember the more you can give them in systems and process and define job description and, a, and an expectation. And we talked a little bit, maybe even an outcome, like what are, what am I buying with this role? Mm -hmm. Getting those mm -hmm. things kind of organized up front so that the person can win with you is a big deal. Yeah. And it'll make you feel more confident in that process too. And I think it will make you more likely to truly leverage and let go and let somebody take that on. And, you know, when you move from the I to we or the we to they, I think the biggest thing is to understand that if you really want people to own that role and be successful in it, at the beginning, you have to set them up for success, which is what Daniel just talked about. But then you also have to have a fine balance between setting them up for success, getting out of what's in your head and experience, you know, it forth to somebody so that they can actually create a process around it. But then you have to believe in them, show your belief in them and empower them and not keep jumping back in or not micromanaging. So there is a fine balance there. And I find that when I'm coaching people, Daniel, it's like kind of one extreme or the other. It's like, here you go, go run with it. We'll see you later. And then, you know, that's it. That's disastrous much of the time or the opposite, which is I'm not going to let you do anything by yourself because I'm so nervous and I'm just going to be so involved. The problem is that talented people do need some space uh, in which, and some empowerment in which to really own that role. And you'll, you will receive so many benefits from that because they will come into their own and they will have some, so much more confidence as they have the opportunity to also gain their own competence. If you keep jumping back in, you don't allow them to. They only know a little bit of everything because you're not allowing them to do some of the necessary failing forward. Well, and I think it comes back to that outcome, right? Mm -hmm. As an entrepreneur, you're defining when you move to I to we or we to they, really anytime in a business, what am I buying? And here at my outdesk, we like to consider like time. Lots of people need time, right? Most, most people come to us and we're, and, and they're frustrated. They're, they, they're working weekends and evenings like I was, and they need help and the wheels are about to fall off. So time is the first thing that mm -hmm. is typically purchased, right? And you're giving away admin stuff or, you know, all the stuff that doesn't generate revenue. That's right. what you're giving away. But at some point you get to buy things like revenue. You can hire salespeople or hire marketing people to generate leads or close transactions. And even, even sometimes we're working with a customer right now who wants to reduce costs. So we're mm -hmm. transitioning some of the roles over mm -hmm. to a more efficient system or process with a virtual talent. So just, you wanna make sure you're clear about what you're buying. Mm. Yeah, that's good because you are right. It is very common to assume and in, in many and oftentimes it is I need more time. And it's important if you are if that is the of the three that Daniel just brought up, if time is what you need more of the, the question always becomes people will do it. They'll make the investment and then they won't replace the time they just bought back with things that are important to them. Now, look, it could be that you spend more time with your family because that's important to you and you've been neglecting that. It could also be that you need to go get more business and you need to stay in more revenue generating activities in order to grow your business further. And you haven't been able to because you've been stuck in the weeds. But you as the business owner, as making that purchase or making that investment, you need to go find that return on your investment, whatever that means for you. So the, the question you should always ask yourself once you get that person settled in, how much time am I saving now by doing this? Because I made this move for a reason. 
And what am I replacing it with? And you've got to hold yourself really accountable to that. But I do love, you know, there are other phases of business. When are you ready to go get some more people to double the efforts or triple the efforts that you as the business owner uh, you know, are doing to generate leads, to convert leads, to get more business opportunities. Because at some point when you want to move from we do it to they do it, you're not doing it anymore. Who is going to be doing it? And do you have systems in place for that? So that's like your next transition, I think, which is awesome. And then maybe you get big enough and you go, okay, I grew really fast. I grew pretty big. And now I need to really refocus here and go, am I profitable in the way I could be? Could I be thinking a little bit differently? Could I have uh, some more remote help that would make more sense? Or could I, you know, could I combine some roles? Because again, as you're growing and you're in it, right? I think you probably see this a lot, Daniel, when you're doing your, your calls with people, you're so in it that you don't, you make the decisions, but you don't pull away to look at the whole picture and go, oh, there's some optimizations I could be making here. I could be lumping some things together. I could be saving some money. So that's probably somebody who's getting more close to the we do it to the they do it because they're working on their business more and they can take that 30 you know thousand foot view and they can look inside and then you can help them with um with virtual uh, staff members in that way which I love because again when you move from we to they you better be looking at your profits because when you're doing it you are revenue you are generating revenue when you're not anymore you're not and so that 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 is a perceived loss of revenue, but what can you do to offset that when you move today, right? Those are some yeah, really well, great. It's kind of interesting because I the the trigger, if you would yeah. say, when you move we to they, the trigger is always a plateau in revenue, meaning there's not enough time in the day anymore. You're doing all the dollar productive activities, mm-hmm. you've given away everything, you're in strategic meetings, you're leading people, and you're stuck at $1 million a year in revenue, or you're stuck yeah. at $10 million a year in mm-hmm. revenue, or there's a couple plateaus. One, 1 million is really hard. 10 million is really hard. 50 million is really mm-hmm. hard. Those are the areas that most people plateau and they'll spend a couple years. And that's yeah. when they know something has to shift. And it always, always, always comes down to system and process, who's on the team, and then what's my vision and getting somebody sucked in to what we're trying to accomplish. Uh, what are your thoughts there, Carrie? I want to talk. Yeah, I love that. How we, how we end this conversation, but how do you yeah, bring yeah. somebody in and get mm-hmm. them tied to your vision? Yeah. And then how do you use that in the, in the hiring and building team process? Yeah. I think that's where we end. Yeah. Well, I think that's an interesting comment because, you know, you are the, the business, you're the face of the business. It's your, you know, you've put your blood, sweat and tears into it and you've created these systems and you have staff members around you, you have people around you, but you're still working in it. And eventually you have to go, but who takes it over for me? Because if I really am going to move from we to they, I'm not doing it anymore. You know, there's that saying that you don't build a business, you bring people into your world and they build the business for you. I mean, if you're really going to build a big business, that's what it is. So you actually have to really kind of find your replacement. It could be a few different people, right? It could be a few different leaders, maybe an operational leader, you know, maybe a leader in sales, maybe a leader over here, depending upon what industry you're in, but people have to ultimately, whether it's multiple people or one, they've got to kind of become you in a way. The only way you find somebody to come in and work in this business like you do as the owner is by sharing your vision so crystally clear that and that they are somebody that not only from, um, I guess, a talent and skills perspective, but like that they buy into it and it motivates them. It gets them up out of bed in the morning and they're excited to go, wow, this is what we're doing. This is what we're building and why we're building it. This is who we impact. 
And this is how it also, by the way, impacts me as a human being and my family and my wealth building opportunity. If you can't articulate that, I think it's going to be really hard for you to find people. And you're going to be in this mindset, like these people don't care enough, you know, as much about the business and, and, and we're not going to make as much money because, you know, you're the owner. I mean, nobody's going to exactly feel like you. Um, but if you do a good job of sharing the vision and you have a good purpose behind your business, I really believe you can find people who um, really want that opportunity. There's something called an intrapreneur. And I'll end with this and see your thoughts on this. But, you know, I find that oftentimes I've always looked at myself as an entrepreneur and I, and I am, I have a lot of entrepreneurial tendencies. However, I actually really, really like working with other people in their vision too. So I have business partners in every venture I do. I'm not somebody that just wants to go do it by myself. I like getting uh, in partnership with somebody and seeing what they want to do and seeing their vision in mind and like going out there and having an opportunity to build it. Mm. And I have to though be in business with somebody who has huge vision, huge passion. And I know that together we could achieve more than I could on my own or I wouldn't do it. And so there are a lot of entre or intrapreneurs out there that for you as entrepreneurs can go find to be in business with, but they won't find you and you won't find them if you don't have a really, really good vision and you're not thinking big enough. Yeah, I think it's cool. And I, I, I want to wrap up by just helping people understand that transition, right? So if, yeah. as an entrepreneur, you say, look, I want to make a million dollars. That's awesome, but you can't translate that to your team, right? You you want to serve a certain amount of families. You want to impact a certain amount of lives. You want to create a certain amount of wealth for your team. Mm -hmm. Like you have to transition the dollar and the unit measurement mm -hmm. that entrepreneurs are typically charging mm -hmm. for internally for themselves into yeah. a larger impact statement that lands on the people in your world. And, yes. and just a silly example. Um, for my family, we have our own kind of vision statement for what we do. Right. And, yeah. you know, one of the things is Ramsey's, we take care of our people. So my daughter isn't taking care of their, our people. I can say, Hey, look, Ramsey's take care of their people. And that translates in our business that translates yeah. in our family. And so you can find ways to take a big vision, make it simple, and even have your four and five-year-old really understand it and glom on. And that's how you know you have a good vision statement for a business. Yeah. And I think sometimes the vision statement, I'll give a, an example because we have a couple minutes here. Our vision statement, for an example, the expansion team that you know we built across the country, it was transforming, it is still and was transforming lives through home ownership. But yep. you know, when we looked at that, it was it, it, it was not only for our clients. First and foremost, it was because we really believe that home ownership changes lives, and it is actually one of the most trans. It's one of the top three most transformational events someone will go through is moving or yep. buying a home or moving a home. So um, it is a transformational event. So that's where it started. We want to help our clients. Um, and we want to help a certain amount of clients, right? We want to transform a certain amount of, of lives, just like you mentioned. But then think of it this way, that when the people who partner with us, the real estate professionals, entrepreneurs themselves partner with us, their lives and their families' lives are transformed through this opportunity of home ownership to help others. So now their lives are transformed. And hopefully also, by the way, they're buying investment properties and they're using your money, their money in the industry that they're into wealth build. And we, we work with them on that as well. That's also transformational and then leaving a legacy. 
but then it trickles up to even leadership and ownership. If we help those people's lives and their families' lives be transformed, and they're helping the clients' lives be transformed all through this awesome opportunity of home ownership, our lives will be transformed. And it's kind of like the whole Zig Ziglar thing, which is, you know, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll get what they want. But the whole point is your vision shouldn't just be about like, the company's vision, this, this leaks into the, the people you're working with and then the clients. Like, I mean, you guys, I mean, think about how you're helping other business owners have a better life because they're able to figure out the missing pieces in their business. So they're taking care of their people by bringing more people in and then, right, that's what leverage does. So your whole vision, if you think about it, it's not just, it's just not like this, this one faceted thing. This is like leaking into everything, but you have to be able to know how to articulate that as a leader. Yeah. And, and grab people who believe in that mission or yes. that vision. That's the key. That's the key to it all. Um, okay, we're going to wrap up. If you're listening right now, you want to find out more about My Outdesk, jump on our website. I'm excited because we are going to serve over 200 uh, businesses. Like if you're listening just like yours, uh, this month in June. So I'm, I'm super excited about that. Um, over 200 entrepreneurs, businesses are going to get the leverage that they need uh, to grow and scale a business. And so that's exciting. And I know I sent you a couple of referrals. I'm excited you about did. that. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick. Thank you. Uh, how would somebody find you? Yes, just go ahead and jump on our website at businessandlifecoaching.com. I think it'll be in the comments here. You can schedule a free call with me. There's no obligation. There's no cost. We'll talk with you about our holistic business coaching and see how we might be able to help you take the next steps in your life and our business, and hopefully in your business to, to, to get you a better life as well as a successful business. That's our goal. And, um, you know, it's funny that you say that because I think that we're just creeping up on 200 clients uh, in June as well, which is funny. Um, simultaneously, we've we've helped many more people, but we obviously are in contracts. And so that's a big benchmark for us. Um, and we service people just like you do throughout the United States here in Canada. So anybody watching, uh, feel free to reach out. You do not have to be in any particular industry. Um, and we do have segments of people just coming to us just for life coaching as well as more of a holistic approach. So again, thanks for your referrals. I know we refer business back and forth to you guys as well, because you do a phenomenal job. And you know, this leverage piece is not something that people can do without. Um, I also, I'm a firm believer that having somebody go before you in coaching and mentoring, if you really are serious about your business, it's also something you shouldn't go without. So I love, you know, that we both are able to help business owners and entrepreneurs in this way. So you guys keep joining us. We'll be, do, be doing more uh, uh, LinkedIn lives together here throughout the week. So we're excited to see you back here. All right, guys. Thank you for your time. Thanks, everybody. Today. Thanks, Daniel.